welcome to Speaking of College. Welcome, it's your source for reliable knowledge. Oh yeah, we got Dr. P as your host. As your host, we gon' tell you what you need to know. Need to know. Need to know. The more you know, the more you grow. The more you grow. The more you know, the more you grow. Grow. Get more knowledge. Knowledge. Welcome to Speaking of College. Speaking of College. Yeah. Welcome back to Speaking of College, your source for reliable answers to college-related questions. I'm your host, Amelia Parnell, and today's episode is the first of a new type of segment that I plan to bring you every so often. As I think about the college experience, I think it's important to not only understand how college works, but also some common aspects of college life. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about life after college, and specifically things that soon-to-be college completers may be thinking about. My guest, Hamza Shatu, and I had a really great conversation. You may recall that in the first episode of this season, I mentioned my new book. I'll talk about that a bit more during the break, and I'll close this episode with a question about how to identify your job readiness skills. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Speaking of College, your source for reliable answers to college-related questions. I'm your host, Amelia Parnell, and I'm excited to bring you this episode with Hamza Shatu, as we talk about life after college. Hamza recently graduated from college and is now a podcast producer at Goat Rodeo, a company based in the Washington, D.C. area. A creative at heart, Hamza has always found ways to express who he is through various forms of media, whether it's through music, video production, or graphic and web design. Looking forward, Hamza is working toward being a composer for TV and film. He's a firm believer that music can unite and connect others, and he aims to inspire others through sound. Hamza, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. All right. So as I mentioned in the intro, my goal for this episode is to bring in a little bit of a lifestyle component to the show. I know that the majority of the episodes so far have focused on reliable answers to college-related questions, and typically those are questions that relate to things that people want to know if they're currently enrolled or thinking about college. But I started thinking a little bit more about what it might be like after college. And so since you and I connect regularly about strategy for the show and strategy for the podcast, I could think of nobody better than you to talk to about what life after college is like considering you recently graduated. And I see you got the Bucknell sweatshirt on. I got on Ohio State today. And so let's start off with the same first question that I ask everybody. So tell us a little bit more about where you started. I think that means it started at Bucknell. But where did you start your journey in college and what influenced your decision to go there? So I started my journey with the Posse Foundation Scholarship Program. And for those of you who don't know, Posse is basically a national scholarship that recruits high school seniors and sends them in groups called Posse's to top colleges and universities around the country. And so there's Posse branches in most of the major cities. So like Miami, New York, LA, Bay Area. So there's one in DC. And so my counselor nominated me my junior year of high school. And so I got nominated, went through the three round interview process. Then after the third round, they called me and then boom, I got it. And so with Posse, they let you rank the partner schools from that city. So Bucknell was my number one. Then it was UW-Madison, Wisconsin, and Rochester was my third. So Bucknell was my number one. I got my number one. And 
After that second round, I was doing research on which schools I wanted to go to. Then I ranked the schools. So like I said, Bucknell was my number one, then UV, Madison, Wisconsin, then Rochester. And so I wanted to go to Bucknell because the engineering program was top ranked in the country. And I saw a stat that said they were like number seven or something like that. And at the time I was in science and tech engineering program at Charles Herbert Flowers High School. Shout out to Flowers. <laughs> Graduated 2017. <laughs> yes, okay. Sir. So then that influenced my decision greatly. And Posse is a full tuition leadership scholarship. And Posse identifies students who have extraordinary leadership potential. So they saw leadership qualities in me and then they chose me. So, and along with nine other students as well in my posse, shout out to them. Shout out to my posse. Yeah. Bucknell Posse DC 13. We here <laughs> representing. Yes. So, so that, that's what influenced my decision to go. Definitely. Every episode, I start off with that question, just so that whoever's listening can really get to know the guest and get to know that regardless of where you chose to go, we all have a really interesting story about what brought us to college. And, you know, thank you for the information about Posse. I think I've heard about it several times, but I think you're the first person who ever got the Posse Scholarship Fellowship. That I've learned a little bit more about what it was like to be there. So shout out to Bucknell, shout out to Posse Foundation. I'll put a link to the program in the show notes for anybody who's interested and might want to apply. And, you know, my apologies and condolences to the schools that didn't get to have you go there. You know, I hope that they got another good group of students, but Bucknell won out. So, you know, congratulations to them. All right. So this episode, I'm going to break it up in kind of two halves. So this first half is going to be like the basics. So things that I want to ask you to reflect on from when you were in college and maybe tell us a little bit more if you're thinking back in time, what made it so special, what made it good for you. And then the second half of the show, we're going to talk about your advice for somebody else who might be getting ready to graduate from college and the things that would be top of mind. So we talked about Bucknell, we talked about Posse and what brought you to college. So if you think back, you know, you said 2017, what year did you finish at Bucknell? And if you think back to that time, what were some of the most valuable things that Bucknell gave you or taught you while you were there? So I started 2017, then I finished 2021. So this past year. And in terms of the programs or things that most valuable things that Bucknell gave me, I would say coming in, there's pre-orientation programs. So usually there's new student orientation. That's regular orientation for regular students. But you can choose to do a pre-orientation program. And that basically lets students connect with other students early. So they come to campus like a week early. And I did ESA, Engineering Success Alliance. So that was my pre-orientation program. And ESA basically is a resource for engineering majors to basically connect with others. So it's kind of like a networking program. And the director of ESA, Jason, he helps engineering majors with math, physics, and engineering problems. And so he's a resource to help engineers. Like It's like another like support system for engineering majors. So that was a big help. And that helped a lot when I was when I was struggling with engineering, because that was <laughs> that was a struggle. And so branching off of that, I also joined team, which is another pre-orientation. So I didn't do team pre-O, but I joined afterwards. So I joined like during my freshman year. So after everybody else came on campus. And so team is basically, uh, it stands for together, everyone achieves more. So it's another program where, you know, the students can uh, meet people and, it basically is like 
another support system for students. And it's not strictly for engineering majors open to everyone. So anyone can join it and they have a mentoring program. And so I had a mentor when I was an underclassman, I was like a freshman and sophomore. And that really helped a lot too, because they also had workshops, self-care workshops and workshops on tips and tricks on how to navigate Bucknell, how to navigate being a, a college student in general. So those really helped a lot too. And when I got towards the end of my college journey, junior and senior year, I definitely made use of, or even throughout, I would say sophomore year too, I definitely made use of the CCA, previously known as the CDC, Career Development Center, not Center for Disease Control. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I know what you mean though. Yes. Yeah, so they changed their name to CCA, Center for Career Advancement. But the point is, I use that resource to help with my resume, cover letters, interview tips, interview skills. So they help you brush up your resume, interview skills. And so that was another good resource too, to help with the job search. They also had field trips during the fall semester where you could go to, well, depending on what you wanted to do, but they had this one field trip to New York Rockefeller Plaza, I think, basically NBC studio. So yeah, just making, making use of that resource really helped too in my uh, career search and networking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way to frame what college can do, I think, for a new coming student. And the way you described it, I could imagine anybody who's in college, especially the, the first year, second year, just trying to learn how everything works to have an orientation program and any type of group of people that you can be connected to all the time. I think it just only helps. You kind of beat me to my second follow up question, which was going to be how did those resources prepare you for your plans post college? Because I hear a lot of things in there, which is resume development, meeting new people, community building. Is there anything else? that kind of stands out like that you can really tell was a great return on your time after college looking back? I would say research opportunities. So this is another piece of my advice to college students in general is let your professors know what you're interested in because you never know. They may have research opportunities over the summer that you may be interested in. So I did research with, can I say professor's name <laughs> on here? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Dharakshan Mir at Bucknell Computer Science. And we basically were doing research on data privacy in the local community, in the local areas. So like Lewisburg, Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania. So we're researching and finding how people, like what are people's privacy concerns, how they interact with technology and how do they use technology in their everyday lives. So yeah, doing research can also obviously help like with your resume, that's research experience, work experience, and having a good relationship with your professors can help you in the job search because they can be references when you apply for jobs and they can ask for, you know, references. You can ask your professors to you know be a reference for you. Yeah. Shameless plug for season one episode, I believe was four, which talks about what professors do when they're not you know, in the classroom teaching. And my guest at that time was talking about how it is a good thing to get to know a professor and stop by office hours and talk about your interests for all the reasons you just described and more. So, and it, yes, it is okay to mention a professor's name, somebody who was influential there. Hopefully they'll listen to the episode and, and check this out. So, all right. So we're setting the stage. We're talking about your experience in college, some of the things that you got exposed to, resources that you made use of and things like that. 
if I'm thinking about this episode from the perspective of somebody who is just trying to get a sense of the things they don't know, if you had to think of something that you think most people assume about the college experience that might not be quite right, is there something and what is it? To answer that question, I would say that most people definitely assume that college is just all parties <laughs> and it's just all parties, <laughs> just party from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. And I mean, to a degree, <laughs> it's true. But, <laughs> but at the same time, that's where self-discipline comes in. That's where you got to really find that balance between socializing and academics and extracurriculars and other things like that. When I was doing research for Bucknell, I did see that Bucknell was one of the top party schools. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, they're fun, you know, but, you know, you really have to, like I said, find a balance between that and not get too carried away because it's easy to get lost in all of the, get lost in the scene, get lost in the sauce and lose focus. So you got to really ground yourself. Just remember why you're at these universities. Remember why you're going to college have your end goal in mind and but at the same time live in the moment because you know college in general is a very it's almost like a bubble like there's this thing called the bucknell bubble where it's very different from the real world you you have so many resources at your fingertips you have and it's very easy to socialize whereas if when you graduate and you start working that environment is no longer like it's kind of harder to meet new people organically and socialize in that way. So that's what I mean by it's kind of like a a bubble, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it makes great sense. And it's actually a nice segue. We haven't got to that, that part, the second half of the show, but some of the things you touched on, we're going to come back to. I agree with you about the bubble. And in some ways it is designed to be as intentional as it is. So the opportunities are delivered to you. You don't have to really look too far to find the programs. The programs are set up for you if you take advantage of them. After college, you got to find your own networks. You got to find your own entry points. The the handoffs are not always there. So I got one or two more questions before we go to the break. You mentioned the suggestion that people think about the end, keep the end in mind while you're there, the reason you decided to go. Let's make it personal. How soon into your college experience did you start thinking about post-college and at life after college? And what were some of the things you were thinking about? I would say I definitely was thinking about the angle from the jump, like from day one. So a little bit about my journey. So I came in computer engineering and I did the engineering pre-orientation, but I changed majors because honestly, I was struggling a lot in engineering, the calculus, the physics, engineering classes in general. I wasn't really enjoying them. So at the time, I also had my guitar club, Amp Soul. And so I started that at the end of my freshman year. So I was at a crossroads. Do I stay in engineering or do I switch to something else? So I had the idea to try to combine computer science and music. So to get into the music program at Bucknell, you have to audition with an instrument to get in. So initially I did guitar, I didn't make it. So I was gonna do voice, have voice as my instrument. Took lessons, auditioned again, and I didn't make it. So I talked to my professor, Darakshan Amir. Shout out to Professor Amir. So I reached out there and told her what I was going through. And she suggested that I create my own major. So I was like, wait, what? You can create your own major? What? Wow. So, yeah. 
So this is why, you know, you should build a relationship with your professors because you never know how they can help you in different ways. So she gave me the information on how to create my own major. So I ended up combining computer science, studio art, and music into one major. I call it creative computing. So that became my oh, major. Wow. Yeah. So that became my major the end of sophomore year. And I will say that was one of the best, if not the best decision I've made in college, because that also gave me the opportunity to study abroad. I went to Ghana and I had a blast because the first week we spent in Ivory Coast and Cote d'Ivoire. And that was just an amazing time. And so. Yeah. Shout out to you for figuring out very early on that you might want to pivot. You know, I, I can say it's been many years since I was an undergrad, but during that time, I went through a similar scenario in that, you know, you, you've chosen this major study and at some point you envision what it might be like post-college. It's like, ah, I don't know if that's, that's the move. So, you know, I think if there's already a, a nugget of advice here from you, the number two would be to look into your major. And if there is a way for you to change it, you made it sound really cool. Yeah. Also, uh, one more thing to add is that, so when I created my own major, when I was thinking of what I would do post-graduation, I wanted to do something creative, something where I can still have that creative autonomy and just something creative in general. So uh, I used LinkedIn. I was looking on LinkedIn on, I looked up positions that seemed interesting to me. And my friend actually gave me this advice too. He said, just reach out to people with job titles that you find interesting and then reach out to them, connect with them, say, hey, I'm interested in X, Y, Z. You have 10 to 15 minutes to hop on a quick call. And I would like to ask you about how you got to where you are today and what advice you have in general. So I did that. And that's actually how I got my job now at Go Rodeo as a podcast producer, doing audio editing, some sound design. And so, yeah, that creative my own major definitely helped with that and also i was taking music composition lessons and that helped that introduced me to the world of music production so making beats doing sound design audio editing mixing mastering and yeah <laughs> kind of yeah, lost my yeah. I, I, no, no no i think you've laid it out really well so i think that's a nice introduction to what it's like to start on a campus things that the average student might be thinking about looking at the end figuring out the path to get there you, you shared all kinds of gems so we probably could stop the episode right here with just the tips and advice you've given already but we don't have to stop here because we got part two. It's going to be the Ask the Expert portion of the show, which I like to call the place where you really, really give us your best advice, treating you as an expert in post-college life because now you are. And as a recent grad, I think you can tell those who are in that later phase of their college career ex exactly what they can expect in some regard. So we're going to go to the break. And when we come back, Hamza, I'm going to ask you some expert level questions. We use data to make decisions every day. Whether we're checking the weather, managing our budget, or planning a project. Sometimes it's easy to know which information you need and how to use it, while at other times it's nice to share and analyze your data with a friend. I love data conversations, and I want those discussions to be more accessible and beneficial to everyone. So I wrote a book, and it's called You Are a Data Person, Strategies for Using Analytics on Campus. In the book, I explain why I think we all have a data identity that includes six core abilities that we all possess to some degree. I wrote this book to encourage all of us to leverage our strengths and make some of our most critical data-informed decisions together. 
If you want to learn more, my new book, You Are a Data Person, is available on Amazon and all other major book outlets. All right, Hamza, are you ready for the Ask the Expert set of questions? I'm ready. All right. So we talked about all the things that you said you did that you enjoyed in college and all the different types of engagements that you had. If someone's listening to the show and they have a chance to do a couple key things, what's one thing for sure that you would suggest everybody in college do before they finish, before they complete their credential and don't have to go back anymore? What would be that thing? I would definitely say study abroad if you can. And I know more strict majors like engineering, if you're on pre-med, I know it's harder to study abroad, but definitely if you can look up study abroad programs, if your school has them available, because studying abroad definitely was the highlight of my college experience. Went to Ghana, University of Cape Coast, which is by the beach. And it was just, it was just a vibe. So that, like I said, that first week we went to Ghana, we actually went to Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire. And we stayed for a week, the first week before classes started. And it was spring semester. So classes didn't even start until February. And that was 2020. And then COVID hit. And then I had to come oh. home. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was frustrating. So my study abroad experience got cut short. But fortunately, I was still able to go and enjoy myself still. So yeah, just you got to study abroad if if you can. Yeah, I have to say, I totally agree. And when I look back, again, a little bit farther back than you from the time I was an undergrad, that truly is my number one piece of advice for everybody because I didn't do it. And I had an opportunity to go to Cuba for really, really an affordable rate. And I won't even tell you what the reason was that I said, no, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I had no context that that it would be such a special opportunity. And in hindsight, I'm thinking like, I totally should have done that. Like, I, I mean, it was It was a missed opportunity. So I'm glad that you would offer the same piece of advice. So those listening, if there's a way financially or time-wise you can do it, definitely, definitely agree with you. All right. Next question. You touched on a little bit of this earlier. I imagine that being a part of Posse is just wonderful. You know, you got your cohort, you got your your friends with you, you you got networks of people that you're engaging with all the time, you know, Guitar Club. I can imagine many other people who are in college right now are working on building their sense of community. And a lot of people talk about your network. When you graduate or you leave college, there are virtual networks like LinkedIn. We talked about that. But there are also just different parameters for how you find community and how you build relationships and make connections with people. So that's one thing that I think you can enjoy when you're in college, but you'll miss it when you leave because you're now out there trying to find people to network with. And so what advice do you have for those who are trying to find and maintain a network while they're in college and then after? I would definitely say join clubs, join organizations. At my school, we have the CAP Center, the Center for uh, Activities and Programs. So that center, the CAP Center basically has a whole list of organizations, student-led organizations that students can join. So no matter what you're interested in, whether it's philosophy, whether it's finance, business, politics, religion, anime, there's a club. I'm sure even at bigger schools, because Bucknell is like 3,500 students. So on the smaller side, if you go to a bigger school, there's definitely a club there for you. And if not, then start your own club. Like I did. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no guitar club when I came in. I was like, wait, why? Why not? So started a guitar club. We were doing performances at different events around campus. So that was a lot of fun. And that allowed me to also connect with other students 
who I've been playing for a year, their whole lives. So I was able to learn a lot on guitar from other students. So definitely join clubs. If you see any flyers to take trips, not vacation, to take like volunteer trips. Like I, I volunteered, there was a Houston immersion trip at the Civic Engagement Center at Bucknell and Civic Engagement, you know, like volunteer work. So I did a Houston immersion trip because there was a hurricane that hit Houston around 2018. So there was a hurricane that hit. So we, we went down there and helped build one of the houses of someone who lost their house. So that was a, a profound experience as well. So if there's any, just ask around too. ask, go to your, I'm sure uh, different colleges will call it something else, but just ask around, talk to professors, join clubs, be engaged. Mm -hmm. What about after college? What's it been like now to try to find networks of people to engage with? Now, I'm not going to lie. It's been hard, especially with COVID. And it's been harder to like get out and meet people face to face. So that kind of moved on to the virtual space. So making use of LinkedIn, there's so many apps nowadays. Like I just found this app called Fishbowl, which is like, it's like an anonymous version of LinkedIn where you can post questions and you can post like topics on anything. So they also have like a networking feature where you can turn on your networking mode and then connect with people like that. So that's one app that I know. Yeah, I think that's that's it for now. I'm probably blanking on something else. That's okay. All right. So as a follow-up to that, you mentioned LinkedIn. I got to ask this question. Most times that day of graduation, I think you get one day, the day of your actual commencement ceremony where everybody celebrates. And there's always that one person who comes up and says, so what are you doing next? Where are you going to be working? What what are your, your post-graduation plans? If you want to make any recent graduate either be excited or feel a little bit nervous, ask them if they have their plans set for it. I'd say, let's just, just a special plug for anybody. Let's just maybe approach that question delicately. You know, let people work through their, their plans. But let's just say it is that case. And the soon-to-be graduate is thinking about a job or graduate school. We could say either one or maybe a, a third option. What advice do you have for soon-to-be graduates? graduates about how to pursue their next step, be it a job or graduate school or entrepreneurship or whatever it is. What, what's your best advice for them? Someone who's in that position. Let's say right now it's the spring semester. There are going to be many people about three, four months from now wrapping up. My advice to soon to be graduates would be to make a plan, stick to it, but be flexible, be open to change, be open to new possibilities. And it's okay if you don't know what you want to do specifically and be dead set on one thing, but make a plan that relatively gets you something along the lines of like five years or so ahead. But one thing I will say is that if you're struggling to figure out what you want to do next, then my advice would be to try a bunch of things. Take some online classes, take classes on Skillshare, on LinkedIn Learning. At Bucknell, students get LinkedIn Learning for free. So that's a resource that you can use to take classes on anything, video editing, web design, even coding classes are on there. So if you're struggling to figure out what you want to do, just try a bunch of things. You never know what you may like. And also another thing is don't fall into the trap of comparing yourself. Like we mentioned on LinkedIn, you know, you can see people's job posts. You can see that, oh, uh, this person got this position at 
this prestigious company, it's easy to fall into the trap of comparing yourself and that can really get, that can make you feel, you know, bad and make you feel behind. But you got to realize that everyone's on their own journey and take it one day at a time. Yeah, I think that's that's it. You know, Hamza, they can't really see us. Those who are listening, you have your own microphone and I have mine. I think your microphone just dropped. I, th- I think that what? really is the best. Oh. <laughs> no, not literally. <laughs> no, I mean, a mic dropped. <laughs> I mean, it was a mic drop moment. I'm thinking in every setting. That's like a metaphor for life. The comparison thing. You could easily get swept up in that. So <laughs> this will be funny. I think we should leave this as a part of the recording just to make yeah. people laugh. <laughs> just such, such good advice on all fronts. I, I totally, totally agree with you. To be learning new things, it's just an ongoing journey. Many in the field of higher education, so the area that I'm in primarily as my day job, we talk about lifelong learning and that learning doesn't have to stop once you actually compete, complete your credential. You're always learning stuff. So your advice is is fantastic. All right. I got to wrap up the show with the same question I ask everybody at the end. So we've talked a lot about what it takes to maintain a positive college experience, how to make use of all the resources, how to build community and make friends and plan from the start with the end in mind. Let's say you have an opportunity to go one step more and you can prepare a backpack for somebody who's going to start, let's say at Bucknell in fall 2022. If you were preparing that backpack for that soon-to-be first-year student at Bucknell, what's something that you would put in their backpack and why? It could be one thing or it could be anything. It could be anything. Anything that you think would help them, given everything that you know about what it takes to start, thrive, and complete college. I would say a journal slash a diary because mental health is... I would say a big issue among college students. College is a very stressful time, especially for more vigorous majors like engineering, pre-med. I was an engineer, so I definitely know the struggle. It's very mentally taxing. And sometimes you can feel depressed because you, you know, didn't get, you didn't pass this class. Like I actually failed Calc 3 at one point. And one piece of advice would be to not put, don't attach your self-worth to your grade. Don't attach your self-worth to a letter grade that you get in the class or a number that you see on uh, Moodle or whatever software you use to check your grades. Know that your worth as a person isn't dictated by the grade that you get in the class. And use that journal to write down your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, and look back in the future, look back on those thoughts and then realize how far you've come, realize how far you've grown and appreciate that because no matter how dark it may seem in this moment, just know that things will get better with time. Mm-hmm. Hamza, this accomplished everything that I had in mind for a new segment of the show to talk about just a lifestyle aspect of being in college. So I got to thank you for going with me on this journey. Anybody listening right now, I'm sure they have enjoyed hearing from you. And at some point, they probably might want to check in. Is there any particular place they can find you? Are you on social media? Are you, are you have links someplace where they want to read about your work or see some things that you've been doing in your, your role as a producer? Yeah, so I'm on YouTube, TikTok. Instagram. I don't use Instagram as much anymore, but TikTok, YouTube, connect with me on LinkedIn. And yeah. 
All right. Well, I'll put links to all of those places in the show notes so people can keep in touch with you. What I can say is I picked a really good person for the show. If we're talking about life after college and how to make it be all that you want it to be from your journey and the first year with Posse throughout the rest of it to now, I'm glad we got connected. I'm glad we get to stay connected. And I thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. It's time to ask Dr. P. Ask Dr. P. Ask Dr. P. Get the S's that you need. Today's question is from Anne in Eckington. Anne writes, Dear Dr. P, I've been thinking about jobs and how to prepare a resume, but I don't have much work experience. How can I show potential employers what I can do? And this is a great question, and I have three things to suggest. The first is to consider opportunities that you've had to volunteer. Although volunteer experiences are not paid positions, they can provide lots of opportunities to build skills such as collaboration, communication, and problem solving. For example, if you have any experience helping with a service organization, that would be good to add to your resume. A second idea is to create an e-portfolio. An e-portfolio is a digital tool that you can use to showcase the various things you know and can do. It's a very good option for displaying samples of the projects you've completed for one of your classes or out-of-classroom activities. One of the best things about e-portfolios is that they're designed to help you tell your unique story including the various skills you have and the things you've learned on your college journey so far. The third is to find out if your college has any on-campus employment opportunities. In most instances, on-campus employment positions are paid opportunities and provide the skill sets that you will need to develop for your career. On-campus jobs are often flexible as well to allow you time to both work and manage your coursework and other obligations. I hope these three suggestions are helpful and I wish you the best with your job search. Thanks again for a really good question. If you're listening to this show and you have a question about college, you can write me at amelia at speakingofcollege.com and I'd be glad to answer and maybe feature your question on a future episode. For now, that brings this episode to a close. I hope my chat with Hamza about life after college has given you some helpful things to consider and that you're ready to start making your post-college plans. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing to the show and I'll be back with you in Speaking of College again soon. In the meantime, I hope you have an inspiring day.